Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline. They will include the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, live in just a moment on this opening day of the baseball season. Four games on ESPN TV. And I'll remind you, our program, you can stream us every single day. Watch this show any time of day that you like on ESPN+. And baseball is coming to ESPN+. Plus. This year, over 170 live games featuring every star and every team in the league. You can sign up for that at ESPNplus.com slash baseball. It's a baseball day that started with a bang. I woke this morning, hashtag Hembo, to news that the New York Mets had signed their young star, Francisco Lindor, to a $341 million contract. So <laughs> all things seem to be going pretty well on that front. Yes, and, and look, it's a, it's a good way to start the season, too, for Mets fans. He, he's, he's one of many really, really good shortstops set to be a free agent at the end of this season. But getting him locked up, that, that fan base has to be the happiest in baseball as we open today. I would think so. And right now, they are unquestionably, uh, right now, the New York Mets, by getting him done, are making moves. Making moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. And again, we're waiting for the commissioner to join us here in a moment. It's a fascinating little time for baseball as they go into the final year of their collective bargaining agreement, which, and there are always certainly there. There have been historically and are again some issues for them to get worked out here. And they have on the field stuff that they we need need to deal with that we'll get into with the commissioner and obviously then the questions about attendance and people in the stands and all the rest of that, which we look forward to. Look, when the sport came back last year, it was a delight for all of us who love it to have it back. And it was always weird. There was just that was the first one that came back with that weird mm. emptiness in the stadium, and and it will be delightful for it to be less empty. The ball would hit like the, you see a home run, and the ball would rattle, you know, in the empty stands. And this year, it's really going to sort of reintroduce us to looking at large crowds in some sense. It's baseball's baseball's always in the, in the history of this country been sort of a microcosm of where we are in society, and I don't think this year is going to be any different. No, in fact, maybe more so, and in different ways than usual here. And in, in fact, they sent me. Manfred wrote an open letter to the fans of Major League Baseball in which he welcomes everyone to opening day, and he writes, I'll read this to you. He writes, this spring provides a moment to celebrate hope, not just for our favorite teams, but for our society as we emerge from a difficult year full of hardships and pain. We extend our gratitude for the sacrifices of the countless heroes who helped get us here. We are excited to embark on the 21 season with new rivalries and the young superstars who are making a significant impact on our game. But most important, we are thrilled to welcome fans back to all 30 of our ballparks. Baseball fans bring so much energy to the park and our game is so much better with that passion in the stands. We are hopeful that hearing the sounds of a ball game in person represents important progress toward a 2021 that looks and feels closer to normalcy. I think that's well said and I think there will be an element of that. Look, not everyone lives their lives through the prism of sports the way I do and you do. And if you, you listen to the show, I assume you do too. You're not hanging out with me two hours a day if you don't love sports uh, with a, from the deepest place in your soul. So there is something important about it. Again, that's the open letter that Rob Manfred wrote to the fans, and I am delighted to welcome the Commissioner of Baseball to this program on the Goodyear Hotline. Happy opening day, Commissioner Rob Manfred. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Um, it's you know always an exciting day, maybe – particularly exciting this year to have a chance to 
start a season that we hope is going to be as close to normal as possible, given the circumstances. Well, that's a perfect place to start. I just read uh, from the open letter that you sent out to the fans today, and and you talk immediately about what it will feel like to have fans back in attendance. And I would ask you, I guess, what is your expectation around that as the year goes on? Your friend and the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, spoke very optimistically about the idea of having full football stadiums by the fall. So what is your expectation relative to how this should go as far as attendance in baseball this spring and summer? Well, Mike, I I think I have to begin um, by acknowledging the fact that the virus has been unpredictable um, and that, you know, the course of it has not been a straight line. We've been surprised constantly um, with that caveat, I, I do think um, that we're on a good trajectory right now and, and that I'm hopeful that we will be able to get more and more fans um, into our ballparks as the season goes along and that, um, you know, later in the season, we will get to full capacity in some places. You know, my, my reaction when I heard Roger say that was, you know, he has, as you do, I'm sure a cadre of experts that you lean on who are giving him information. So I told everyone I knew this is very good news because if he feels this optimistic about the fall, this is good news. I trust you have that. You have a similar experience. What are you hearing from the people around you whose opinions you value about the way you should expect and we can expect this to go? Yeah, I think the best way to characterize that, Mike, is cautious optimism from our experts that, um, you know, they always begin with the caveat I gave you about unpredictability and that it may not be completely a straight line. But as we move deeper into the summer, things are really going to continue to improve markedly and we will be able to get closer to normal. And, and unfortunately, there are going to be stumbles along the way. And we've seen immediately some problems here with the Nats. What can you tell us about the status of the Washington Nationals on this opening day and their opportunity to play tonight against the Mets? Um, well, we've decided and we're going to make an announcement shortly that um, they will not play tonight against the Mets. Uh, we've done some contact tracing. We want to do some additional testing out of an abundance of caution. And uh, we have rain protection uh, tomorrow. Uh, so we're, we're going to go ahead and um, uh, cancel tonight's game and more to follow based on the test results that we get. Okay, so that that's significant information right there. Again, tonight, Mets Nationals, a game that is scheduled to be on ESPN will be pushed back. And, and obviously, look, it's a sobering reminder, as you said a few moments ago, Rob, that, that while we're moving in the right direction, we're not out of this yet. And I know that you will continue to follow that. Let me get to a bunch of other stuff with you here, if I can, for the baseball fans on the field stuff, the, the expanded playoffs and the designated hitter in the National League. Where are we with those? Look, we're going to play um, with no designated hitter in the National League this year, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to be in the pre-2020 playoff format. Um, you know, we, we like that format with the wild card. We always felt that um, those wild card games are, are great for our fans. They love those knockout games. Um, whether those things change after 2021 is going to be a product of the conversations we have with the Players Association over the course of this season. What are your views on the possibility of the designated hitter? That, that's something that I know a lot of fans are excited about. Where, where would you stand on that going forward? Looking ahead to it a year from now when we're having the same conversation, would, would, would you be, if you're, if you're happy, would we be in a, in a world where there is a designated hitter in both leagues? Look, I, in general, 
um, with respect. I don't want to get into specific rule mm-hmm. changes because it gets into you know what we have to negotiate with the players. Sure. But in general, Mike, I think as a rule of thumb, if our fans like it, um, it's something that we're inclined to do. I mean, it's sort of the basics of our business. So um, I guess I can't say more than that on this that topic. Well, what I can tell you is that if it's the fans that we hear from on a daily basis here like it and they want it, and we will see if we get there, then I'm fascinated by Theo Epstein. And you bring him in, I- I'm going to describe the role this way, to study the impact that analytics have had on the game of baseball. But I'll let you describe it. What are you hoping to get from that role with Theo Epstein? Well, let me start with the narrow and go a little broader. Mm-hmm. Um, most narrowly, um, we brought him in to um, supervise a really extensive analytical project um, that w- will help us understand better the impact of a, a wide variety of rule changes that have been discussed by our competition committee. Um, we think that in order to go to the table with, with the Players Association, it's really helpful uh, to be able to say, to well, not only are we going to propose this rule change, but here's what our best analytics people think is going to happen in response to that rule change. So that's the, the, the narrow, narrowest focus. More broadly, um, you know, Theo has been, um, in the short time he's been with us, a tremendous resource with respect to on-field matters. You know, there may not be anybody who has thought um, more carefully over really their entire adult life about how we play the game and how we make our game better, and um, he's been a tremendous resource in that regard. Absolutely, and and I had it described to me as someone who, he's the one who figured out how to do all these things in the first place, and there's there's no criticism (laughs) involved here. The objective of, of those people is to try and find ways to win. And that's what they're right. doing. And your job, I, 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 to me, it seems, is to figure out how to regulate that in such a way that those objectives do not conflict with the overall entertainment value and, and the watchability of the sport. Is, is that about the right way to look at it? I, you know, I would go back to a conversation you and I have had before. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the analytic about change in baseball, which is an interesting topic um, in and of itself, that um, a lot of the changes that we have seen in recent years have been driven by decisions made by the 30 GMs and people in baseball operations in an effort to win one more game, right? That's what, that, that, that's what they're trying to do. That's what their job is. Mm-hmm. And I think that the question for us is how do we manage that change so that the product we provide to our fans is the best possible product? Exactly exactly right. Rob Manfred with me here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I so appreciate your time on this day. One thing I do need to ask you, uh, we had President Biden on ESPN last night in an interview, and, and he told us that he supports moving the All-Star game this year out of Georgia because of the new voting laws there. What can you tell us? Um, I guess what I would say, Mike, is this. Um, you know, the All-Star game is three months away. Mm-hmm. Um, moving uh, a game that you plan for years in advance um, is not an easy thing. Um, having said that, uh, I am talking to various constituencies in the game, um, the MLBPA, the Players Alliance, owners, and um, we're, we're talking about what baseball's response um, should be.
Fair enough. So we will stay tuned to you for more information on that as you make further decisions. Uh, Commissioner, I, I know I need to let you go. Happy opening day to you. I hope you get good weather in most places today, and I hope that the overwhelming majority of the news on, on this front at, with the COVID is good as we go forward into a new season. Thank you for taking the time, and good luck today. All right, Mike. Good to talk to you as always. You as well. That's Rob Manford, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, someone I've known a long time. Let me take a quick break on that thought. We'll come back. We'll react to that. We have over-unders to do today. We have Damian Woody. Again, breaking news all around me here today. That's the commissioner of baseball live with me, and I'm back in just a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Coming up tomorrow with Greeny, three-time MVP Alex Rodriguez. As Baseball Legends Week continues, Alex Rodriguez. Tomorrow morning with Greeny at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. I am Greeny. This is ESPN Radio. What a crazy, busy day we got working. Let me make this straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. It's flat out nuts today. We got Roy Williams announcing his retirement. We got the Mets spending $341 million on their shortstop. We just had the commissioner of Major League Baseball announce live on our show that they are postponing what was probably the biggest game or the most interesting game on the baseball opening day schedule, considering it was going to be Jacob DeGrom against Max Scherzer tonight because of COVID concerns with the Nationals. We just had Manfred, and he just announced it on our show live. So it is shaping up to be a crazy morning here. And let us, for those of you just joining us, let me just go over some of the topics that we covered with Rob Manfred and the important pieces of it. And we'll make that our straight talk and what I took away from it. The conversation around attendance, he's different from Roger in that, first of all, he's starting now. You should know Roger Goodell and um, Rob Manfred have known each other like their whole lives. They're very good friends. And so I'm sure they confer with each other on a lot of stuff. And Roger, it's important to point out, Roger on a call with media earlier this week was not asked about attendance. And he volunteered, we are expecting to have full stadiums this fall. I I went home, I said to Stace, that is extraordinarily good news because these guys have experts around them telling them all kinds of stuff that we're not privy to. And so he's not volunteering that because he's guessing it. He's being told (laughs) by people who know that that is likely. It's likelier than not. He wouldn't say it. You know, he doesn't start till September. Manfred starts today. So Rob was much more measured in his assessment. But I also gleaned 
uh, a real optimism from him on how he expects this to go relative to fans. We know there's going to be all the fans in Texas and all of that to begin with. But every ballpark will have some fans immediately. And I think the expectation amongst those people, the people who know, the people who run the sport, is that it is going to ramp up. So I think we should expect to see a lot of fans in the ballparks as we get to the summer, which sounds awfully good to me. We talked about the expanded playoffs and the DH. I didn't ask that question well, and I regret it. But bottom line of it is he wants the DH. He wants the DH because he knows the fans want the DH. And I think in a perfect world, he'd like the expanded playoffs too. Um, But that's something they're going to have to sort of fight through with the players' union. That's the way baseball has always gone about it. The players who I I think are trying to turn that into a bargaining chip just because everything in life becomes a bargaining chip for them – are standing in the way of something that most fans want and does not hurt players. It does not hurt them at all, right? There's no there's no downside to either of those things, are there? No, there doesn't need it. the DH and the NL is like it impacts 15 or 20 people. It doesn't really move the needle for the players. So I'm I'm with you there. I think they just want to make that a bargaining chip. And look, I'm the last guy in the world to always take management's or to almost ever take management side, but on that one, I'm firmly on their side. And then the Theo Epstein piece of it, I think, is the most interesting of all. They bring in Theo Epstein, and you described him as sort of being like Dr. Frankenstein, <laughs> who they brought back now to try and, and tame the monster that he himself created, which is to say the sport needs to, adjust, to adjust some things, and he's got exactly the right person to figure out what those things are, how to go about them. Baseball faces the same challenge that all sports do, but I think because they're scrutinized more in this way, it's a little more sensitive. Anytime they, they, they adjust anything in the sport— Baseball has this legion of purist fans who just lose their minds. But I think they need to do something that will positively impact the watchability and entertainment factor of the sport. And we've had Bob Costas talking about that on these airwaves, and I've been talking about it for a long time, and so have so many people. Michael Kay said it yesterday. So many people who love the sport. And I think Theo is exactly the right guy to do it. And he will go figure it out. And Hembo, go ahead, make the point you were just making to me about Theo. Oh, I mean, he is now positioning himself to have like one of the truly great and super unique all-time careers in baseball. Think about it. He's a 47-year-old man. He spent his whole life working in baseball. He has broken two curses in Boston and in Chicago, two of the most fervent fan bases we have. And now he's going to go work uh, in the commissioner's office and essentially fix the game, for lack of a better term, and... and I guess, sort of tame the monster that in some sense he himself created and, and sort of, you know, the analytics movement that have stemmed from it as a result of it. So <laughs> he has really set himself up for a very unique career and one that I think will result in him being in the Hall of Fame. Oh, someday. it's a lock. I think he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, very quickly here, and then we got D. Wood ready to go and a lot of other things, but I wanted to get into some, open, uh, some over-unders. I just want to put some stuff on the table today. So I was going to do more of these, but we don't have time. So give me five. Give me five teams... And everybody, will, would you follow along with me on this? We are going to do these together this season. You follow, and we'll see how I do, and we'll have a little fun with it. We go. Just pick five teams okay. right here, right now. Okay. 88 wins for the Astros, over or under? Definitely over. I, the Astros are a team um, that I – look, we all understand how a lot of fans feel about how <laughs> they got where they are, and I know that George Springer isn't there anymore. But in a division that I think is winnable, the Astros, I think, are the team to win it, or at least – 
one of two teams to watch closely. I will go over on 88 wins for the Astros. The Braves are an interesting team to me. 91 and a half is their over-under. That's high, um, but I will go over. I think the Braves are a great team. Jess Mendoza picked them to go to the World Series. To I think she picked them to series. win the World That's Series right. on Get Up This Morning with us. I will go over on 91 in what is a great division. I will go over on 91 and a half wins for the Braves. I got a higher figure for you. 96 for the New York Yankees. See, I, I think it's low. I, I think the Yankees are going to win. Like, if they don't win 100 games, who's going to? I mean, someone wins 100 games pretty much every year. And if the Yankees aren't the team to do it this year in that league, then who the heck is going <laughs> to do it? I think the Yankees, well, we gave Michael Kay that figure yesterday. He gave us 103. I think even that's low. I think the Yankees will win something like 105 games. I will go comfortably over on 96 wins for the Yankees. Well, this one will hit a little closer to home, Greeny. The Cubs, 79 is their over-under. And that, I, It pains me to say this because it's going to mean a lot of long nights in my house. <laughs> but I think they're going to be under. Stace gets very cranky when the Cubs lose. She, she was so excited. There was such a... See, here's what it is. When, when you move out of your hometown, Stace was born and raised and lived her whole life in Chicago until she came with me because of my career, that when one of your teams is great, it's such a nice connection to your city. You talk to people, they're excited and all that. And she loved that for that little stretch. And I think she was counting on because her idiot husband told her mm. they're going to be good for a decade. <laughs> they're going to be in the World <laughs> Series 10 more times. So and every now and again, she looks at me and she's like, when did where, where is this genius sportscaster yeah. husband that I'm married to? But unfortunately, I'm going to go under. Yeah. Now, give me one more. The, uh, the Dodgers, 103 and a half. It's the second highest over under ever. What do you got? Uh, over. I mean, uh, the, the, the over. When I said the Yankees are going to be the best, uh, obviously, they're in a lesser league, but the Dodgers are the best team in the sport, right? I mean, it's yeah, not. Well, even... sure, but they can still win fewer than 104 games, and we can still say that. About Any them. number of things could happen, but that isn't one of them that will. <laughs> the Dodgers will go over 103 and a half. All right, I'm late. D Wood lost his mind on Twitter yesterday. My biggest fear is he was probably right. You'll hear why next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Greeny, the podcast. All right, there's so much going on, I can't keep up with it all. I'm Greeny. We come to you live every day from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Damian Woody will join me live in 30 seconds off of his Twitter freakout last night. And we'll try and get to the bottom of what he's concerned about. And then we'll try and explain something that just happened that is inexplicable. That's 30 seconds away after this moment for some straight talk. Yeah, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth, good. With Straight Talk, you can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys, plus no contract, all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Here he is, the big fella, Damian Woody, with me live on ESPN Radio. Hello, D. Wood. Greeny, how you doing, brother? Well, I'm doing better than you. I need to make sure you're okay. I, I would describe what you did last night as freaking out on Twitter. And for those who don't follow you on Twitter, first of all, you're making a mistake. You should all follow D. Wood on Twitter. Second, for those who didn't see it, D. Wood, how would you describe the, the gist, the thrust of the argument you were making? Well, Green, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm down here on vacation. I'm in Florida enjoying my family, man. And, and I'm just sitting back watching you guys on Get Up and all the different platforms. And, you know, I'm just listening to all this Zach Wilson noise, Zach Wilson. I've been listening to it now for weeks, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson. And just something in me just, I just, it just started building into a tirade. And I just say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give devils. I'm going to go with devil's advocate as to why maybe the judge should stick with Sam Donald. And so on Twitter yesterday, I just started letting my letting my thoughts play out on Twitter, and then I jumped on Instagram and I just talked with fans about it, and uh, and that's what went down. And it went nuts. What are your concerns about Zach Wilson, who is the the presumptive second pick in this draft to the Jets? Sum up your concerns. Well, listen. I think number one, I, first of all, I, you know, and I preface everything yesterday by saying I think Zach Wilson is a is a great prospect. I think he can do a lot of you know, a lot of the things, the off-platform type of stuff. It was nothing against Zach Wilson. I do believe that it's this runaway locomotive that we're on as far as Zach Wilson is concerned, and it feels like we're making him out to be like the second coming of John Elway. Like, I, I, I get it. We all like the shiny new toys, but I wanted to, pre- to present a counter-argument as to why the Jets should go with Sam, stick with Sam Donald, and capitalize on this momentum. This momentum with the, the number two draft pick. Think about it, Greeny. The Miami, look, what the, look at the haul the Miami Dolphins got with the San Francisco 49ers at three. Mm-hmm. You don't think that they could get a ridiculous haul for number two? And, Greeny, you know this. I watch the Jets as closely as anybody in the league. And all I hear last season was two things. How terrible the roster was. The roster's the worst in the league. And Adam Gates is the worst head coach that that's ever stepped foot on the football field. So my thing was, how do you expect Sam Donald to overcome those two aspects? Tell me, when was the last time a young quarterback is able to overcome bad coaching and a bad roster? But everyone wants to lay it all at the seat of at the seat of Sam Donald and throw him out like he's like he's garbage. And I'm like, this is just ridiculous, so let's talk about it. You're 1,000% right. Whether the right thing or wrong thing to do is to move on from him is a different conversation. But the conversation about, about Darnold and the chance he did or didn't get over these three years is 100% right. I've said it before. No quarterback 
could have succeeded under the circumstances he has been in these last three years. Now, D. Wood, we have a weird thing that has just happened. And I would uh, suggest to everyone you can go to my Instagram page to see it if you would like to. I am on Instagram at ESPN Greeny. And if you go there, you will find a photo. It is actually a screenshot of the ticket page, D. Wood, of the New York Jets website. <laughs> if you go onto New York, the New York Jets website and you click on the little icon that says tickets, go ahead and do it right now, Hembo. For those of you, you don't have to go to Instagram because you're right there. Others, you can go to my Instagram page at ESPN Greeny. See where it says tickets up there on the top? Click on that. They want you to buy tickets. What's the first thing that pops up when wow. you click on that? The splash page with Sam Darnold on it. It's a picture of Sam Darnold. <laughs> it is a huge picture of Sam Darnold. So, uh, D. Wood, what am I, what now? What do I do with that? Now they're saying, come buy tickets to see Sam Darnold, whom we're probably <laughs> trading for a three or a conditional four in the next few weeks because we're going to take this Zach Wilson. D. Wood, now what am I supposed to think? Greeny, there's a song, this artist, his name is Chucky Booker, and he has a, a, the name of the song is called Games. And that's where Joe Douglas is right now playing. Why are you playing games with me? That's what he's doing. It's all about games right now, Greeny. We, no one knows what the Jets are going to do. We've been speculating. Everyone's been talking about Zach Wilson. Joe Douglas went to Pro Bowl and watched the workout. It was awesome. But at the end of the day, do we really know what the Jets are going to do with Joe Douglas? He's really been keeping everything close to the vest. So I love it. I love the intrigue. And you should love it too, Greeny, considering this is going to be your first year hosting doing the NFL draft. That's what you should want. Yes. I I want the intrigue. What I don't want is the lunacy. I I don't want (laughs) I I don't want I don't want the Jets advertising Sam Darnold. Look, I get it. I understand. First of all, Whoever it is that's responsible for putting the pictures on the website is not Joe Douglas. He has other things to do. That's the general manager of the Jets, for those who don't know. So, so I, I totally understand those are two separate places. But, you know, D. Wood, we talked how many, how many hours did we spend on Get Up talking about the Dallas Cowboys making a hype video and not including Dak Prescott in it? Like, these, there are subtle messages to be read into things in life. And so should we be taking a subtle message? And this impacts everybody across the league because this is the second pick in the draft we're talking about. Should we be taking a subtle message from the fact that the Jets are advertising their tickets by using a picture of Sam Darnold? Uh, listen, I, I, just, I haven't even pulled it up, but if I'm not mistaken, mistaken, Sam Darnold is the only person, only player in the picture, if I'm correct. Oh, right? yes. It's just a big picture of him. It is, it is just as it, – it's a. there are actually two pictures that you can find if you click twice. But that picture that Hembo is holding up for the cameras right now, again, it's on my Instagram page at ESPN Greeny, so you can see it. It is just Sam Darnold and the words <laughs> 2021 ticket information. That's the entirety of I the page. It. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I, I love the intrigue. I love what the Jets are doing. Just We're not going to tip our hand at all. We're going to let everybody – we're going to let it – Eat everybody up, including you, Greeny, right now. Well, it's eating me up. I'll tell you that. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Small business protection just got easier. With more than 30 coverage options available, Progressive has you covered. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. All right, I'm going to let Hembo ask the two of us a question. 
You had a question that you were asking me that I said we'd save for another day, but this is the perfect time to do it. Okay. I want you to ask it to Damian Woody first. Go ahead, D. Wood. You know the one and only Hembo. Hembo, what is your question yeah. for D. Wood? D. Wood, you mentioned the return for the number three pick, so I ask you this question. Let's say Carolina. Carolina picks eighth. Let's say Carolina wants the number two pick. They want a quarterback. They're going to offer you the eighth pick, their first rounder next year, and their first rounder the year after that. Who says no? I would. You take I need more. You need, need more, more for the second pick. You're saying if you're the Jets, you're saying I need more than that. I need more. I need, I need yes. I need more than that. Like two ones? No, no. I need I need more than that because I know how coveted that that spot is. I can I can extract more. So I need a player. I need a big time player from the Carolina Panthers to sweeten the pot. Christian McCaffrey. I'm throw I'm now throwing Christian McCaffrey into this deal, dude. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Oh, how about this? They get Robbie Anderson back. They never should have let him go in the first place. No, but 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 so what the the question, the thrust of the question, D Wood, you've got me flustered now. The thrust of the question, Damian Woody, is not so much about compensation. But about if you're sitting there, are you trading out of the spot or are you taking the new the new quarterback? My heart, my heart tells me one thing, but my head tells me you got to take the quarterback. I think right right now, if you're Joe Douglas, the last thing I think the last thing you want to do, if you stick with Sam Donald, now you put yourself in a pickle because if it doesn't work with Sam Donald, then what? You know, you you cut yourself off if you stick with the old quarterback. Now, if you get a new quarterback. New contract, new regime, it buys you time. And it also gives you, it gives you more – the rookie contract gives you more leverage to continue to fill out your roster. So as much as I went on the tirade about Sam Donald, I think the Jets going to go with the, the, uh, the quarterback, the rookie quarterback. I think that's what they're going to do too. I love you, big fella. Have a good time with your family down there on vacation. Enjoy, and we'll see you soon. All right, man, take it easy. All right, get that blood pressure under control. That was insane. The Twitter thing last night was crazy and fun. And, <laughs> and there all we go. on vacation. And, and on vacation. I didn't know that part <laughs> no, of it. I didn't know he was on vacation, the great Damian Woody, with his thoughts there. I, this was a day that I anticipated. I would spend the whole day talking about Todd McShay's mock draft. And then everything in the world has happened since. you got Roy Williams announcing that he's retiring at North Carolina. You've got um, Rob Manfred comes on here today and announces live on our air that they are going to have to postpone the Mets and the Nationals tonight because of COVID concerns. Uh, we got the start of the baseball season. You have all of that going crazy here. And, and so it's been a busy day, and it's been fun. And let's end it with a smile. Should we end it with a smile? Let's have some fun. Let's finish the day with a smile. All right, let's do this one more time because everyone seemed to enjoy it. For those of you <laughs> who are just joining us, let's end it with something I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. Okay. I just want you to know that even the most seasoned, polished, and trained broadcasters every now and again stumble all over themselves verbally. So yesterday on this program, I had Michael Kay on as a guest in anticipation of the start of the baseball season. Michael has been doing Yankee games in New York City forever, and he is the afternoon drive host on ESPN Radio New York. And he comes on. We talk for a while. Michael and I have known each other 20 years, and it's all a very delightful conversation. And then as I'm ending the discussion, as I'm hanging up with him, I you will hear... I wish I tell him to wish well his his co-hosts because I know them too very well. Don LaGreca, Peter Rosenberg are their names. And so I sell tell him to say hello to everybody. And I think this throws him 
because he's not expecting me to say that, and what results was less than perfect. Thank you, my friend, and I will see you soon. Say hi to everybody. Uh, be well. You, you say hello too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Michael, Michael, see, again, I give him a total pass on that because greetings and goodbyes are very complicated. People have a standard response. I talked about this once before. Hashtag Nuno, the producer of this program. Nuno, open up a microphone. 100 out of 100 times when you greet Nuno, I will just enact it for you. This is how it will go. What's going on, Nuno? Not much. Not much. As I said the other day, Nuno could be standing outside of a burning (laughs) building holding a newborn infant in his arms that a, a, a desperate mother threw out a window to try and save its life. And he could be standing there holding this newborn child in his arms contemplating in that moment whether or not to raise this child as his own while being buffeted by a hose, water being spurted from a fire truck trying to put out this fire. All of that could be happening. And if in that moment you said the following, this would be the, this would be the exchange. What's going on, Nuno? Not much. He'd say not much. <laughs> so my point is <coughs> greetings are complicated and so are goodbyes. See you later. Take it easy. All good. All right. You be well. You too. There's a big you too component to that, right? You too. See you later. Whatever your, whatever your particular goodbye is. Michael didn't see that coming. He didn't see in advance that I was going to say, say hi to everybody. And it kind of threw him off. And then I also know that Michael is, is, he is married to a, a beautiful woman named Jody, and he's got little kids. So I think in that moment, he's also, wait, is he, does he mean say hi to my family, whom he doesn't know? I don't know them. I've never met his family. I only know about them because he talks about them on the air regularly. But so he's thinking, wait, he doesn't mean Jody in that, wait, is he, uh, uh, I, can, I can hear it happening in his head. Listen. Thank you, my friend, and I will see you soon. Say hi to everybody. Uh, be well. You, you say hello too. <laughs> Because I have no one to say hello to on his behalf. He has no one to be telling me. There's absolutely no one that after that interview I walked up to and said, hey, Michael says hi. Because there is no such person for that to be the case. So they then call me. Andrew Gundling is the producer of that show, of the Michael K. Show in the afternoons on ESPN New York. He calls me right around the time they go on the air. And he says to me, Greeny, they're joking around about this. Can you come on and just have a little fun with it? I said, I can do you one better. I said, give me 10 minutes. I call Bubba. And Bubba has, God bless him, been with me forever. And I said, Bubba, do you remember the time that I stumbled over a goodbye with Marcellus Wiley? And literally, that's all I got out of my mouth. And he said, I'll get it right now. I mean, done. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And within 10 minutes, he has this clip sent to Andrew Gundling. And I was able to go on the K-Show and play this for them. So this was, what did we say it was, January of 2012, Bubba? Yep. January 2012. This is now more than nine years ago. What you're about to hear is me. (laughs) I feel the need to tell you what it is in advance because you won't know from listening to it. This is me saying goodbye to Marcellus Wiley and trying to throw to a break at the same time. And what comes out is just a disaster. Thank you, Marcellus. Yes, sir, brother. Mike, back. We're just smacking moon woman. <laughs> Again, there's not, a, there's not one intelligible word after. The only thing you can understand in there is Marcellus saying, <laughs> yes, sir. That's it. Right. 
That is the only word, that's the only thing that is intelligible in that. And so again, in that moment, I'm saying goodbye to him. I, I know what I'm doing. I'm trying to think to myself, do I have time to sneak in a tease? I like my teases. Everybody knows the greeny tease. I want to get my tease in, but I can see on the clock, oh, I've only got four seconds, three seconds. I don't have time to get my tease in. I better just throw to a break. We'll be back in just a moment, I think is what I meant to say. But unfortunately... Thank you, Marcellus. Yes, sir, brother. Mike and back. We're just smacking moon moment. That is what, is what actually happened. So these things happen. So if you are a young broadcaster and you are getting into the business and you're upset because one day you stumbled all over yourself, just know this happens. You could be the, the voice of the New York Yankees. You could be some dope like me with a talk show with, a, with your name and a hashtag in front of it. And yet every, every yeah, once I in mean, a while. It happened to you uh, just uh, a couple minutes ago. They never should have let him go in the first place. No, but, 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 but <laughs> the, the question, the thrust of the question, D, you've got me flustered now. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Buff. Do that one more time. Play it again. They never should have let him go in the first place. No, but, 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 the, the question, the thrust of the question, D, you've got me flustered now. I was flustered. The Jets, they fluster me. It's 53 years of this nonsense. So they've got the picture of Darnold on the ticket plan. Come, buy tickets to not watch this guy play. All right, this has been fun. Not really. See you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.